I'm Brittany Ashley. And I'm Laura Zach. And this is Sicker Sadder World. The podcast where we rewatch Daria and relate it to our current world. If only you knew, dear dear listeners. We are not good okay. at technology. We're not okay. The amount of times we tried to record this episode is scary. And there's a part about like seven minutes in that you're just going to have to unfortunately deal with some graininess. But I promise you, it's so worth it. There was something that happened organically the first go-round. That we just didn't want to recreate because it would feel fake. Also, we're not good enough of actors to have been able to recreate it effectively. Right. Um, But some cool news is that we launched our Patreon, where you can subscribe to give us a little bit of dough each month for some extra content. For instance, uh, this month we're going to post the video that Laura had submitted to MTV Fanatic when it used to be a show so that she could meet Julian Anderson. We're going to post a clip of that for, I believe, our $5 or $10 members once a month. I don't recall the level, but yeah, it'll be about a, a two-minute excerpt from what is a 20-minute longer video, which Patreon members, Gold Star ones, Gold Star. C- will possibly get the full thing, which includes an interview with my mother, my dog, and my childhood best friend. Yeah, it's pretty necessary. It involves me as a 12-year-old on a beanbag chair in front of a wall covered with X-Files posters and Gillian Anderson memorabilia. (laughs) Including a part where I show my travel poster, which is a poster of Gillian Anderson that I specifically take on the road with To travel with. Which, let's be real, I was just going one state over. So would you bring, like, tape and, like, put it on the wall? Yes. Cool. And there's also going to be videos of me and Laura both reading notes out loud on video um, that we used to send across class to our friends. Notes we used to pass, which I think it's pretty impressive that we both were the type of personalities that saved our Yeah. Also, mine had a lot of sexual tension. Mine had a little bit of homophobia. (laughs) Oh yeah, you used to be a bully. You used to be a homophobic bully. No, not at all. I just was... Very confused about Amber. Hey, who is it? <laughs> I will admit that... It's the color of your energy. But also it's my middle name. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wait, what's your middle name? Elizabeth. Yeah, that makes sense. La 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 This is my style Got to get up, or I might fall. Excuse me, excuse me. I've got to be direct. If I'm wrong, please correct. So this episode is the third episode of season one, and it's called College Board. How's that spelled, Laura? B-O-R-E-D. Thank you so much. So in this episode, we first see the Morgendorfers when they're all in the car together, and... The first time we've ever seen them fully together in a car. (laughs) We cannot stress enough, this is the first time we've seen them in a car, all of them together. 
So in this section, we get to see the dark side of Jake Morgendorfer a little bit. He hits an animal and Quinn yells at him and he says, oh, it was already dead, just like all the other ones, which leads me to believe that he makes a habit of running over animals, which leads me to believe he might be a sociopath. I think you're correct. Also, then Quinn and Daria get into a discussion about whether popular animals count. So what's like an unpopular animal? Like an iguana? No, iguanas are more exotic and rare, so I think that makes them more popular, like supply and demand. So like Pokemon? <laughs> I know nothing about Pokemon, I'll be honest. Which it's a little shocking. You want to know what's shocking? I started seeing a new therapist. Who is a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't believe how this Charizard. She's like, here's some water, here's some energy. And you're like, oh my God. That's literally all I needed. (laughs) No, I... Tell me what Charmander said. Okay, here's the thing. Is it just me or does anyone else try to stalk their therapist on social media? I found out that my therapist was an actor. By stalking him on social media? I know I I I found his IMDb. But were you trying to stalk him is what I'm saying. I don't know. I just like, you know how everyone in LA has like side jobs? It was just weird to find out that your therapist has a side job. Or Yet that, again, you're or dodging that... my question of were you trying to find out about him? Absolutely. Okay. So I have been seeing a therapist three or four times now and I stalked her on Facebook and I saw that one of her most recent profile pictures was of Pikachu. I am so sorry. It was devastating. Wow. So hopefully, okay, I'm going to I'm going to be real. It was it was she had posted it last December and it was Pikachu in a Santa hat. Wow, again, crushing. my condolences. Yeah. She's a kind lady. Then they get to unclear who this family is, right? Family friends, I think. Yeah. So basically, their three-year-old, I want to say cousin, they see, and the parents remark that she is already getting ready to take SAT prep. Right, which inspires Jake and Helen, seemingly, to realize that they haven't even given a second thought to this, and their children are already in high school, which is surprising to me. It seems like Helen would be someone who would be on top of the SAT prep. I don't think that, though. I think that both Helen and Jake weren't ready to become parents. Like, I think that they were, like, partiers who were just on, like, rumspringa all the time. And then they just had two kids. Right, that's true. Which I guess we learn about them this particular episode. Because we're going to see them at their alma mater. So, basically, Quinn and Daria get um, put into a SAT prep course, along with Kevin and Brittany and Jane. So we meet the SAT prep tutor, or whatever the fuck he is, and automatically, what do you think? He's there to get high school hootang. He's a creep! He's a super creep. His outfit, I feel like he had some sort of sweater vest situation. I can't remember exactly what it was, but but immediately, before anything was confirmed, I had that feeling about him. Mm -hmm. You had said that there was a few things that were probably problematic for you. There was a moment in this scene where Kevin is trying to basically cheat off of Daria and asks her to steal her answer for how she really sees herself. And she says, oh, you should just write down that you're a cross-dresser, which I thought was a little bit lazy in the writing. Right. A little bit edging up against homophobia or something anti-trans. Right. Um, There's a few moments for me, so maybe they'll be the same. Yeah. Um, So basically, in this sequence, each character that's in the class has this, like, fantasy 
that gets shown and what they believe their future is going to be or what they want it to be. And Kevin's at first is kind of like a nightmare and it's him in college and he's smaller than all the other dudes on his football team, which is a really weird like size matters thing, but then he shakes it off and then he gets into his actual fantasy is that he's the biggest guy on the football team. And he's also not with Brittany. He's with this older woman who kind of looks like Brittany's like mom or stepmom or something. And he remarks that Brittany's a child and so he wouldn't be with her, which I thought was super interesting. Let's be honest. I'm ready to be honest. Brittany's too good for Kevin. I agree. Good. However, it is fun to see in Brittany's fantasy right after is that she's walking in a fashion show, but her sash says Miss College. So it's like she's being lauded for her beauty and also her whatever she assumes is her intelligence. But the song that is playing is like, she never cracked a book. (laughs) But then um, it's really fun to see that Kevin is in the audience and he's confessing his love for her but she gets him hauled off by security. So it's like kind of this really interesting thing that they took arguably the two most unaware or unassuming characters and really gave them both these wants that totally don't line up with who they act as in their real life. Like that they actually don't want to be with each other because they believe they're better than the other person. Right. These warring fantasies really revealed a lot about the depths of their dysfunction. Totally. Anyway, so... Let me see Quinn. Oh, and this is the most homoerotic fantasy I've ever seen. Well, she just opens the door and it's like three upgraded versions of Joey, Jeffy, and Jamie. Right, but they're gay men. One of them is wearing a cowboy cowboy hat. hat. That's not gay. (laughs) I feel like one's a police officer, one is a cowboy, and one's a fireman. No? Am I making that up? And then they all start tackling each other. So, like, the village people. Yes. But then they immediately start tackling each other, fighting over her, which Gabby had pointed out in the last episode was something she was really into when the trio of dudes were, like, fighting over her. She gets this little sadistic smile. She really does. I don't know. I think she might be a misandrist. Misandrist. Missy Elliott? Missy Misdemeanor? The opposite of misogynist. I don't know that she really likes men. I think she likes their utility. Um, and what they can do for her, but she seems to really like when they're hurting each other on her behalf. Okay guys, so this is where the audio gets kind of sketchy. Stick with us, it's 10 minutes, but I think you're really gonna like it. Basically, Brittany and I have been friends for years now, and in the upcoming 10 minutes, she learned something about my past that I thought for sure she knew. I didn't. So then Daria, so this was the most interesting to me. It kind of opens up like it's like the beginning of a Zach Braff film. And it's her and a professor walking through their college campus. It looks like it's probably in New England. It looks like it's in fall. And uh, he tells her that she should just go straight to grad school to become a professor in Paris. Um, But he actually only proposes that idea so that he could use her room to fuck students. Right, and it was one of those scenes where you, I thought right away he was going to be creepy. I guess that's always my default. (laughs) Right, man in power, probably creepy. Yeah, and, but then when he was complimenting her on her intellect, I was like, okay, okay, this is, basically the scene was set up to almost seem romantic. Like, they're strolling together. Because that's what you'd think that her, like, ideal guy would be kind of, right? Right, I thought we were about to see insight into her dream romantic life, Mm -hmm. but instead it was someone who was recognizing and acknowledging and 
and rewarding her intellect, mm -hmm. but who also just wanted sexier co-eds to have sex with. Right. There was this professor at my college who was known for, like, fucking students and also for, like, unwanted advances and texting them and, like, saying weird shit to them. Like, my first girlfriend had him as a teacher. And he would, like, text her at weird hours of the night and, like, talk about the freckles on her shoulders that he, like, saw in class. It was so fucking weird. But, no, and I remember getting really pissed and being like, well, why don't people, like, tell someone in power? And they're like, no, like, he's untouchable. Which is so fucking sad. Yeah, I think that's incredibly common in academia, actually. Yeah. And at all levels. I mean, we had a middle school teacher who was the music, the chorus instructor who had a, a mirror installed under his piano. Ew! I, that took me a minute. Yeah. The only thing, like, the only weirdness was that I used to hit on a teacher in high school. <laughs> are you are you literally just trying to set me up to talk about the teacher I dated? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! No, I don't know this! Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Brittany. I swear to god I didn't know this. It's the last man I dated was my high school English teacher. God damn it. You are shitting me right I now. I swear to God, I didn't know this. I, I used I to was hit trying, on my high school English teacher. I was trying to not talk about it, and then you kept, like, saying things that I felt like were specifically trying to invite me to share this. Oh my God, no, I didn't know this. Yes. We didn't um, consummate our relationship until seven years after I graduated, but the connection started when I was a student. <laughs> the connection started? Is that what they made you say in court? <laughs> Nope, there was never any trial, there was never anything illegal that happened. Wow. But, I mean, that that was a thing. Well, I mean, I also think that's like a writer's, obviously you being a writer, I think that that's very much like a fantasy. It's not for me anymore. I used to, I mean, the guy who was my English teacher was definitely not qualified to be my English teacher. He was kind of like a cute dummy. Yeah, mine mine was, was not a, a dummy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, this is a whole other topic that I'm, I feel like I should press for more. I feel like the listeners want you to press for more, I think but so I am too. But as a friend. I, I recently did an interview with Jen where this came up too and I was like, oh I just the thing is I really I have no hard feelings toward this person and I just worry about talking too much about it in a way that makes it sound sketchy, but at the same time he was my high school teacher and that is objectively a little sketchy. Wow. Okay, how did it happen? Like, how did you guys, like, was there, like, a paper that you wrote in high school that he was like, hey, Laura, um, can I see you after class? And I, then, kind of, yes. And then you were like, oh my god, no way. And he's like, let me give you extra homework. And then you just, like, had this after school pattern where you would just, like, go there That's every day after school. Is pretty this, accurate. Oh my god. Well, and, and talking about a callback to an earlier episode of Sick or Sadder World, do you remember when I mentioned the essay about my grandfather's suicide? Can't forget it. That was an essay that he heavily mentored me on. And when I performed it for the school, you could choose to have accompanying music with your essay performance. And so he, and he was also a singer-songwriter. And so he did a rendition of I Touch Myself. No, Brittany. <laughs> he sang one song at the, before I read the essay and one song after. I'm not going to tell you the songs. <laughs> Can you? Oh, God. This is just so embarrassing now. Okay, the song before the essay was Why Georgia Why by John Mayer. <laughs> Ew. 
gross. Did he wear tweed? Probably. It was New Hampshire prep school. Yeah, he wore tweed. The song afterward was James Taylor, Fire and Rain, which is objectively beautiful. Right. Still makes me cry every time I hear it. (laughs) God, I want to hear more. We can talk about it more off the record. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, he's... Everything was above board, is all I'm saying. Nothing happened until I was in my late 20s. Right. Okay. So then they get to college. So then they get to college and can finally com- <laughs> I can finally confess their feelings to their teacher that they love so much. And it oh, was I was talking about the episode. <laughs> oh, let's get back on track. Okay. So Quinn and Jari have to go visit a college, and Helen and Jake are dead set on them visiting their alma mater, Middleton College. God, all I want to, all, all I'm thinking about now. <laughs> I'm really shocked that this has never come up before in our friendship. Yeah, I feel like this is a Josh Radner movie. <laughs> okay, so... So they get to college. Maybe this should be the ultimate uh, Patreon... Incentive. Incentive, is you get the full story. Right, yeah. Um, to be fair, he didn't tell me at that time that he had feelings. I was hardcore expressing Did my you, like, email him? Did you guys see each other on a dating site? Well, I found him on Facebook... Oh, so you you did the... Yes, I reached out. So basically I had gone to... I see what you did there. <laughs> Here we are again. I had gone to a bottomless brunch with some friends in Chicago. Like the mimosas were bottomless. Correct. So the mimosas were flowing, and it was a friend from college, from the beginning of college when I was still hung up on him. And she asked whatever happened with that, because he and I hadn't communicated in years. It had our communication had fallen off pretty abruptly after he turned eighteen. Oh my god! <laughs> and so I, you know, emboldened from that brunch, I went home and just decided to send a message to him. It just, just finally, I felt like I'm in my adulthood and I can express with confidence what was the truth for me so many years ago and just say it. But I didn't expect him to respond. I just thought it was going to be my own way of finding my own closure. And so I sent the message that was basically like, I just want to say I don't regret falling in love with you in high school. It was. Oh my God. It was really painful at the time but it ended up being very formative for me and I still don't really understand why you stopped responding to me but I hope you're happy and having a good life and only wish you the best send do you feel like you were actually in love with him in high school I thought I was but now looking back no now when I look back I definitely was infatuated um and there was definitely a truth to our connection you know there was a chemistry there for sure but I thought you said he taught English. I felt that coming <laughs> as soon as chemistry came out of my mouth yeah I, I had since da- started dating my first girlfriend and that was another you know that was a, a first love that got to be realized so I think for me this was an extreme version of an unrequited love and to get to have that experience of actually following through with the thing that you thought would always be unrequited was really disappointing rare. oh Well, uh, yeah, it just turned out that we weren't compatible in the real world way outside of my teenage brain fantasy world. And outside of the classroom. And, (laughs) and I was pretty gay. I mean, you know, and I had discovered a lot about myself since that time. Right. Yeah. If you can't make it work with your high school English teacher, I mean, you're probably gay. 
the ultimate fantasy. No, uh, we are, we're not condoning this as a normal behavior, by the way. Oh, so, then, so then Daria. I'm sweating. <laughs> So basically, for their SAT prep course, they're told that they have to go visit a college. And so Jake and Helen being... Are you not going to talk about what we just heard? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're just plowing right through. Segwaying into something else? That was for you. Okay, no, I appreciate it. But I, I do think it's special that we have that recorded. Completely. All right. Let's go. They're at their alma mater, Middleton. So Helen and Jake want to go back to their old college. And it and you immediately see that they think about their college days as, as if they're, like, the best days of their lives, which I get. I, I could see that. But Jake thinks he's, like, part of the campus. He wears, like, a fanny pack and, like, cool sunglasses, and he asks for the Frisbee. They both are wearing different costumes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They... <clears throat> so the very few times that the cast changes their outfits it's actually really significant which we'll see in later episodes but yeah helen is dressed like she's got some sensible khakis she's got some sensible khakis she has like a scarf i remember telling you that she reminded me of a woman that i saw get out of her car uh there was a protest downtown right after trump got elected and there was a protest downtown at night and it was the first protest that i'd gone to especially at night and this woman like there were so many cars that were backed up and this woman got out of her car and she looked just like the way that Helen is dressed and she looked like Helen Morgendorfer and I thought that she was gonna be like what the fuck is going on and she got out of her car and went and then I saw her about an hour later and she was like going like she was like screaming black lives matter man it was so fucking cool I love that she got she tapped into her more primitive self. Yeah, like she really went to a women's liberal arts college and I can really respect that about her. Absolutely. That's something that I have trouble with with Helen because it yeah. seems like she was maybe a little basic in college. I mean, we get we will hear about the way that yeah. Jake and Helen met because I thought that was really problematic. Let's get into it. So, we get another homoerotic moment, um, but first we get a Laura erotic moment. Enter stage left. Heather the tour guide. I wrote in my notes, hot tour guide dot dot. Heather, it's weird when cartoons are hot. Kind of looks like your type, Laura. My notes, I wrote, Heather, all caps, hey girl. Um, She ended up smoking a cigarette at some point, which, for whatever reason, like, ever since I quit smoking, I see people smoking, and I'm like, fuck, I want a cigarette. So Heather made you want one. I When I was in college, when I used to smoke, I really, really found it attractive when other women smoke. It, it does objectively look cool. Yeah, but now I, like, know it's kind of disgusting. Um, And then... On the tour, Heather, again with the homoeroticism, mentions that until not too long ago, the school was an all-boys school and that they would be required to go to chapel twice a day and would be whipped for impure thoughts. I think Quinn would be super into that. Did Quinn even, like, react to that? I don't remember. I don't either. I don't think so. But yeah, I could totally see Quinn as, uh, with a future as a professional dom. Yeah. (laughs) I think that she watches gay guy porn. Absolutely. I have a lot of straight female friends who watch gay male porn. I have straight, bisexual, and queer female friends who do. I don't. I don't actually watch porn. You never have? I've watched it twice in group settings. Like, in in college. Like, ha ha ha, isn't porn funny? You've never watched porn solo? No. This is what I'm into. Buffy. Season 2 finale. That's porn to me. Wait, have you masturbated watching Buffy season two? No! No, the, I I masturbate listening to, like, music. Like, thinking that, like, I'm on stage. Wait. <laughs> I have so much 
so many questions. <laughs> Are you performing on stage? Yeah. Like singing? Yeah, and playing guitar. Wait, you masturbate to the thought of yourself performing as a singer-songwriter. Yes. This is revelatory. <laughs> I feel like I'm finally being redeemed for my reveal today. I thought this was normal. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I thought that everyone listened to music and, like, imagined that something was happening. But there's nothing sexual in your thoughts. What? Have you ever watched someone perform? Yes, I've watched someone perform, and I I can acknowledge that sometimes... Oh my god, wait, no, that wasn't the setup. Oh my god, you walked right into this. Yes, we're talking about the teacher again. (laughs) I told you he was a (laughs) singer-songwriter. And that he... I swear to God, if I was Barbara Walters, the shit I would get out of people is I'm insane. Saying maybe we have discovered your new career path. Is that I accidentally make people uncover these dark truths. I feel like before the end of this this show, you're going to get me in tears at some point. I think so. Like you're going to help me. You know, never mind the, the Pokemon therapist. I, think <laughs> I have a new... I, I think new you just guy. found a holographic therapist. He... Was a singer-songwriter. We're talking about the teacher again. And I went the end of my senior year to... Um, In his, high school. His, his final performance at this restaurant where he would perform once a week. He, and if you know any adults that do that, you know they're very, very cool. Any adults that aren't professional. He wasn't not a professional just because he also was a full-time teacher. <laughs> what that means that's exactly what that means <laughs> he ended up dedicating a song to me and what was that song it was by a timeless band named tonic and the name of the song was if you could only see if you could only see, see the way did she you... loves me i think that was my dad and my first stepmom's like quote-unquote song really yeah she was garbage not to be confused with the band Garbage, which is wonderful. Yeah, super good band. But it's just weird that my dad and my first stepmom had the same song as you and your high school English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that Eric and Lynette had so much in common with you guys? <laughs> Lynette. Lynette. There is not a more stepmom name than Lynette. Okay, wow. Alright, let's get back to this episode. <laughs> How can we? <laughs> I mean, who cares? Like, Quinn ends up in a sorority. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quinn, of course, becomes super popular, the most popular girl at the frat party, of She course. becomes keg queen. Yeah. And again, it's a matter of her manipulating the frat boys, and they're super into it. And I will say that she always talks to men in threes. Yeah. So far, we've only ever seen her engaging with trios. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, she's so cool. And then I really enjoyed the scenes with Helen in witnessing her talking to college boys. But you forgot about how Jake and Helen met, which is that she was walking through the quad and he opened up his window with a bunch of other dudes and yelled at her. They essentially met because he catcalled her. How fucked up is that? That's super fucked up, and a childhood friend of mine actually met her fiancé the same way. See, those stories are the ones that keep men catcalling. Mm-hmm. And fuck that. It's a day ruiner, but it just also seems incredibly ineffective. 
There was, when I lived in Chicago, I used to live in Logan Square, and I was walking from the train back to my house. It was probably like eight blocks, and I got catcalled two times, and I was a block away from my house, and I was walking in like a residential area, and I, there was a car that stopped at the stop sign, and it beeped at me, and this was just like, you know how you fucking have those days where you're just fucking over it, and like, a man just looks at you the wrong way, and you like flick him off, and he's like right in front of you? This car beeped at me, and I turn my body with all force, scream at him, have both middle fingers up, and start calling him a motherfucker. This was also around the time when I stopped wearing contacts because they hurt my eyes. And so, person gets out of the car, and it's my sweet friend Pete. He was like, I just saw you walking down the street, and I wanted to see if you were going to my show next week. And I was like, I am so sorry. He saw, like, all of my rage. Like, screaming at the top of my lungs at him. Well, it sounds like Pete could handle it. It sounds like... Everyone could take a little note from Pete, which is don't beep at women. Yeah, absolutely not. I had, I I was catcalled once as a middle schooler and it turned out to be my brother's friend. And when he realized it was me and he was on his bicycle. (laughs) How do you get that? (laughs) And when he realized it was me. Oh my God, a runaway catcaller. He was like, sorry, Laura. And it's like, well. Maybe think twice before you do that. Nice ass. Oh no, you're ten. Exactly. Why are you in my head, Brittany? (laughs) It was an ass comment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a woman. Yeah. But you're a woman who masturbates thinking of yourself as Ani. So no, I think about myself being Courtney Love. That is I think you had I think you had the genre wrong. (laughs) So Daria gets to have your fantasy date, which is she gets to hang out with Heather. And very quickly is put to task of writing people's papers. So again, she's the smartest person wherever she goes, and she's charging people cash only to rewrite their papers. So what was kind of cool is that when Daria went to go hang out with Heather and her college friends, they were all watching Six Sad World. So it was showing that she had the same taste as people who are older than her, but also that her world in college probably wouldn't be that much different. And at one point, Helen realizes that she's fearful for Quinn's sake because she remembers what Cad's college boys are. And so she posts a flyer hoping to find Quinn, and there's a very important moment that happens here because... Her flyer is immediately covered with all these other flyers, including... The Middleton Lesbian Chorus. Which is the first time we've seen on this show any explicit reference to female queerness. Or any queerness. Or, well, yeah, I mean, I I guess if you count Joey, Jeffy, and Jamie... So basically, Quinn and Daria end up at this party, like we had said. Quinn is talking to these dudes, keg queen, yada yada. They get actually thrown out of the campus um, before they could even attend the college. And they tell the whole class that when they come back from into their ACT prep course. And after that, uh, Helen and Jake are so elated that Quinn got into Manatee College, which is, actually ends up being, after they read the fine print, that it's actually a fake college. Yeah, it's very Corinne from The Bachelor. We'll set you up with oceanfront property in Miami, and you'll only have to pay $10,000 a semester, and there's no classes. Yeah, it's like Trump University or, like, Camp Nowhere. The episode ends, actually, a really cool way, and I think this is when the show found their stride about what the crux of the show is kind of about, and it's about Daria and Jane's friendship, and it's them having pizza at the pizza shop that they will continue to go to for, like, the rest of the series. And it's them just being best friends, bonding over what happened, and eat, eating a slice. Can sly remarks. Yeah, that's kind of, like, all I want to do with my friends. Well, Hey, cool. I think I'm going to ask one of my friends Life to go get a slice of pizza. <laughs> 
Oh, I see. Whatever. We're eating Pringles here tonight, so close <laughs> enough. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sicker Sadder World. If you want to find out uh, more about the show, go to sickersadderworld.com. And if you want to support us in any way, even just a dollar a month to get some cool incentives, go to patreon.com slash sickersadderworld. You can also find that page under support on sickersadderworld.com and follow us on Twitter at sickersadder.